I was creating YouTube videos that no one was watching and consistently no one was watching. And then I made one video that I didn't think anything of too, too much. And three or four months later, it started getting thousands of views a day and was like my first big opportunity and it changed everything for my channel. Hey everyone, welcome to Vivid Talks. Today I have a very special guest, Ben Levitt, who is a social media educator. He creates social media information on YouTube and Instagram and also helps social media content creators built their branding full-time. I'm going to share with you his story and his journey of how he made this his full-time job. Hello everyone, welcome to Vivid Talks. Today we have Ben Levitt, who is a social media educator here with us today. Ben, would you like to introduce yourself and let us know what you do? Thanks for having me, super happy to be here. And you described it pretty well. I'm a social media educator or strategist, whatever buzzword you want to attach to it. I call myself a social media nerd. So I run a social media agency where I help brands and businesses better utilize social media to grow their brand and community. And then I also have a YouTube channel where I help entrepreneurs and business owners better leverage social as well. That's really cool. So I'm just wondering what actually got you to start making content? Yeah, funny story. So I was a football player growing up my whole life. So American football, that was my whole life. And I wanted to create YouTube content, but I always said, oh, I'm a football player. Like I'll start with that once I'm done with the sport because I was obsessed with football. Whenever I do something, I really go hard on it. I made excuse after excuse and I didn't start creating YouTube content. And then finally, I had a pretty traumatic injury. I tore my ACL in my knee. So for oh no, very, very bad injury. So my football career was now over at this point. The next thing that I did was like so many people, I went to YouTube looking for some information and hopefully guidance as to what this process will be like and how to do it the best way. And much to my disappointment, there was little to nothing. And even what was there was either really old, outdated, or just really hard to watch. I kind of took that as the world pushing me into the content game. And so my first ever videos were about my ACL reconstruction surgery. Oh, wow. Yeah. So super weird niche, super weird way to get into it. Even those videos, I've since taken them down, but they had hundreds of thousands of videos. So I was kind of spoiled off the top with getting a ton of viewership because it was in a very underserved area of YouTube that a lot of people are searching for. But that's how I got into the world of social media like five years ago now. So what got you to transition from that aspect to your social media education now. Even all the while, while I wasn't creating YouTube content, I was a big fan of YouTube creators and also understanding how YouTube worked. Like I understood YouTube at a pretty deep level before I had even made a video. It was really weird looking back in retrospect, like why I cared so much, but I was studying like data reports from YouTube before I had even made a YouTube video. Oh. <laughs> it's very, very weird, but I guess that was the world telling me that this is what I should do. So when I was making these videos, I really wanted as many people as possible to find them. So I became really interested in how all these social media platforms worked. I found that because I was so interested in it, I was able to grasp the concepts pretty quickly. When I explained them to people who it didn't come naturally to, a lot of them kept saying, oh, it makes sense, but it didn't before you had said it like that. So I think a big point of opportunity that people should look for whenever they're going through anything is if something comes easy to you that is difficult for most, probably a really great opportunity for yourself and you should probably run with it. And that's exactly what happened with social media. Everything just came very naturally to me and I also enjoyed it. So I just kind of ran with it and made myself that guy. Well, that's really interesting because I've never thought of it that way. Like something you're good at can actually help teach others because you can explain it a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Who do you find is actually your typical audience watching your videos then? That's a great question because I've tried to hammer down my ideal viewer or like my avatar or whatever. There's people provide so many words about who they're trying to target. And if I had to guess, I'd say it's someone around my age, maybe a little bit older who has wanted to do their own thing, 
but has felt limited in some way, shape, or form, whether it be support that they didn't have or they felt like they didn't have the tools or resources there. And I feel that since I know that it's possible to really build anything you want for yourself, especially off of the tools of social media, I kind of feel like it's my job to help people with that as much as possible Mm -hmm. to either take what they're currently doing and take it to another level or help them start and build something that they didn't think was possible for themselves. I feel like that's the real reason why I do it all. Are they enjoying your content? I think I provide some of the best information on social media out there. I think people come to me for information, but like that's it. So that makes for a very transactional relationship. It makes it more difficult to get consistent high viewership because they're usually there for specific kinds of information. So that's actually a challenge that I'm currently taking on is how can I take this principle of being deeply rooted in social media and make it more entertaining? So I'm actually looking at more creators like yourself and from other industries to take inspiration from how can I make my content a little more entertaining? So that's currently something I'm working with. And one idea that I'm currently going to start implementing, actually I'll be filming later tonight, is I've seen reaction channels starting to do very well. So I'm going to position my kind of stuff as social media expert reacts to. And I'm going to start doing that across anything that's kind of relevant. So that's the next chapter. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I always wondered about that because there's so many education channels on YouTube. And whenever I need to look something up, instead of Googling, I want to watch a YouTube video of it. But then I don't necessarily follow that person, right? I think you're right, like being able to do that engagement piece and getting some sort of response or reaction from people would get them wanting to follow you. So I'm interested to hear how your results with that would turn out. I think the information stuff is fantastic. It helps people like right on the spot, but you're exactly right. It's the emotional connection that oftentimes leads to a lot of people following you. It's kind of difficult to create a deep connection with someone when they're just teaching you. That is something that I've tried to do more and more of as I've gone throughout YouTube is to sprinkle in a little more of my personality or humor into there so that people can resonate with more than just the content that I'm sharing and actually be me as the creator a little bit. But that's definitely something I'm trying to build on. For sure. So then you say you're filming another video later tonight. Can you walk us through what your workflow is like from your idea to the final product? That's something I'm actually really passionate about because I think so many people say that it's impossible to keep coming up with ideas. And because I do this professionally, I have so many ideas for myself and for clients. Like I'm constantly bumping them out. But I think that's because I've set a system up that allows for that to take place. So I think the first thing that you can do for yourself if you struggle with content ideas is have a place to dump any idea you have. The good, the bad, the ugly, have a place to put it. For me, that acts as a note on my phone. I walk around with this all the time. So that means I constantly have my notepad. So my brain runs wild throughout the day. So whenever I come across an idea, I instantly write it down in a signed category for the platform that it's in. So whether it be TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, etc. So there's a place for it to go. Once I have that massive list, about once a week or so, I'll go in and pick through the ones that I think are actually good ideas and then start working backwards from how I'm going to actually create that. It'll typically start, if it's a YouTube video, with some SEO research. And then the next phase will be scripting and then filming, send it off to get edited. I then review that and then post it. Since it's like such a huge process, do you find that really difficult to juggle your content creation and also maintaining and running your business at the same time? It definitely can be. I think that's where batch recording becomes a necessity. So when I'm saying I'm doing these things, typically I'm doing them for like four or five videos at once. So the upfront effort has already been put there. You're in that zone, you're in that mode, you're currently doing the research or you're currently filming, whatever. I strongly recommend that you get as much out of that time while you're in that mindset as 
as possible. And you'll see, once you start to do this and you get in the flow when filming, filming gets a lot easier versus if you spread it out even a few days, if I come back to the camera, I can't get a word out. And it's very, very strange. So I'm just slowing down the whole process. So I think making batching as big of a thing in your process as possible is going to help you out tremendously. And I always try to have an extra few videos in the queue, I guess you will. That way I'm never falling behind, even if it does get too crazy with the business. But I also know that YouTube is a huge reason why my business is able to exist. I do prioritize it because it allows everything else to function. I think it's that initial, what's it called? Like the inertia going through that initial energy that you have to put in theaters people away from wanting to <laughs> make content. Do you ever feel like you're under pressure that you have to post a certain amount of content per week, per day, just to keep up with your regular schedule? I put pressure on myself to maintain a schedule. I don't feel it so much externally, occasionally untrue. Like if I look at my analytics and see everything going down, then I know that that's probably my fault, especially if I didn't post. But I just try to keep it very regimented in terms of how many I'm going to post. The goals that I put on myself, they're very fluid. Meaning if I find that I'm stressing so much trying to get two videos out a week, I would just scale it back to one. Because I think that value and the quality of a video matters more than the quantity of the video. And if you're compromising the quality simply for quantity sake, then I think that's a bad decision. And I think you can go farther with one great video than two mediocre videos. And that's because these platforms are so competitive. So if you can get one thing that's great, it's going to really stand out. I just really listen to myself and my team. I lean on them too. Like anybody who I work with, I try to create a situation where they can be brutally honest with me. And if I send them something that's crap or it's not up to my normal standards, I want them to tell me that. Maybe I can reflect how I'm going through and where I'm prioritizing things. And maybe I should shift it up. But it is very easy to feel very pressured to get out a consistent content structure. And I would mm -hmm. say, just set yourself up from a position of success. I think a lot of people make the mistake of setting their bar too high to a point where it was unrealistic and then they completely fall off. I would rather people start with a very realistic goal. For you, say it's on YouTube and, and you're new to it, even if it's one video a month, if that's something that you feel really comfortable with right now and you can stick to it, that's what you should do. And then scale up as it becomes so easy and obvious that you should. Yeah, so you mentioned that you work with a team of people. So what actually got you to transition from working solo to a team? Because I think a lot of people who are in the creator space stage, they wonder when is actually time for them to start bringing on help with their content. Yes, that is a very difficult thing to deal with. If you start off as a solo creator, there's a few things that go into it that make it difficult to add on. One is you've built this all up yourself, so it's your baby. And two, because you've been lean, you've never had overhead before. So you become so accustomed to every dollar you make or everything you output, like you get everything back. When you start throwing in more people, there's less of the pie to go around. You have to think about what is this going to become? And you gotta think about where you wanna go. If you're holding yourself back by doing things that somebody else could do either faster or better or both, then you are actually leaving things on the table for yourself. You're not getting as close to your mission as you could be. So for me, I was spending so much time on thumbnail creation and video editing, and I'm probably like a five or a six out of 10 for both. I don't have much creative talent. I'm better putting my time here and then more time on the business. So I would say outsource the things that you either don't like or that you're not good at to people that are. Again, start smaller and ramp up. The first people that I brought on was like inconsistent freelancers. I tried that out. I didn't commit to anything too serious. And then after doing that, I said, okay, I do want someone on full time. I slowly built those relationships. I didn't just dive in. I made sure that it was something that I was comfortable with and that would actually work for me and then scaled up from there. Very similar to how I would approach content creation in general. If you become like way too stressed, you also got to keep in mind that there's a value to your peace of mind. I truly believe that has a monetary value as 
well. So if you become way less stressed by paying a little bit more money, I think you're going to see the return on that in other forms of your life or in your business down the road. 100% agree with that. It's just if your quality of life really decreases, it's just not worth it. And the increased stress will actually affect your creative output as well. Getting help when you feel like you need to get help. Sometimes you might have to plan a little bit beforehand. So you're not at that breaking point when you actually need to look for help, right? What would you say would be your proudest moment as a content creator? It's not anything in particular. I think it was the point where I started to get consistent people acknowledging that my content helped them do something that they really wanted to do. So whether that was in the form of a comment or people DMing me, I think that was one of the coolest things. It's so cool to see how connected we are today and what that can really translate into. Somebody who works for me now, I met them because they reached out to me and thanked me for my content and then eventually rolled down the line. Now we work together and I talk to them every single day. I think that's the biggest achievement to this point is just being able to help people in general, even if it's one or two, that's still a pretty crazy thing. I'm in the fortunate enough position where I see that somewhat consistency. That's really, really cool for me. Oh yeah, being able to provide that like impact into someone's life, like positively. I think one of the reasons a lot of creators continue what they're doing. What would you say would be your biggest challenge as a creator then? I think it comes down to one of the first points we were addressing was how can I take this to the next level? And I'm a very competitive and motivated person and I'm always challenging myself internally. And it's difficult to not compare to other people, right? And I know that it's not a good thing, but it's difficult to not do that. And I see other people finding wins in other avenues where I'm not currently doing so. It's challenging how I can take what I'm currently doing and take it to the next level. So making the content that I already make, the similar style, making it better, and then also providing more of a well-rounded and entertaining experience. I'm obsessed with becoming a better storyteller and I don't think I'm there yet. So that's what I'm really, really intrigued by. And I'd say I'm challenged with the most is how can I make my social media content and the stuff that I love and I'm good at, how can I make that more applicable or relatable or approachable to more of a mass audience? I think that's the biggest challenge I'm currently dealing with. Actually, I don't know if you've heard of, it's called The Hero's Journey and it's really based around the storytelling. Maybe look that up. I think it was from Russell Brunson. I think it's like a five steps to really good storytelling. He does click funnels. With click funnels, they want to walk you through a journey and then show you the product or the service they're offering. But in order for you to buy into that, product or service, you have to understand the story. And he gives you the steps of how to build a good story. When I was creating my stories for my TikToks, I kind of took that in mind with having like the hook in the beginning. And, and then that really helped me with gaining a lot of reach for my TikTok videos. Yeah, awesome. You're gonna have to check that out. What would be one piece of advice you want to give someone who's starting out as a YouTuber or a content creator? The advice I guess would be the same for both, but especially for YouTube is play the long game. I think you only lose on social media if you stop doing it. If you keep doing things at all and especially if you keep doing things the right way and keep doing them better and better it's not a matter of if you'll grow on youtube it's when you'll grow on youtube and i think too few people have the resilience to stick with it past the point of discouragement a lot of people they get so easily discouraged because they're not hitting the numbers that they arbitrarily threw at themselves that they want to hit this figure but they don't understand like what could happen they're one video away from everything changing and, and i experienced that personally i was creating YouTube videos that no one was watching and consistently no one was watching. And then I made one video that I didn't think anything of too, too much. And three or four months later, it started getting thousands of views a day and was like my first big opportunity and it changed everything for my channel. But had I not just kept making videos and kept being obsessed with the process of getting 1% better or even 0.01% better, just slightly better, I would have never have built that for myself. I think too few people quit before they get there. There's the graphic of two minors and they're both digging 
And then there's the miner that quits right before he's about to hit the diamonds. And I think that's very, very true on social media. A lot of people just quit before they could actually get there. And then they never see what it could have been. Yeah, YouTube is definitely a long game, right? And you really have to truly believe in what you're doing and what you're passionate about. That's why you need to pick a topic that you love doing or else you're going to be dragging yourself trying to make content for it. Absolutely. If you love what you're doing through and through and you would do it if no one was paying you, you're typically going to have what it takes to be so good at that eventually or attract enough people where you start getting paid for it. And then it's even better because you're doing something you love from the beginning. If there's something you want to start, I think the best thing you can do is just simply start in whatever capacity you have the bandwidth for right now. And if that's an Instagram account, a YouTube channel, or over on TikTok, just start with something that you can do and get some motion. Because when you get those little wins, they are game changing for you. But you can't get any win of any kind until you start doing something. So I can't stress that enough. It's just simply start, try, learn, and then continue to move forward. Yes, those are really good points. You want to mention where people can find you at in your YouTube and your podcast as well? Absolutely. So first of all, thank you so much for having me on here. It was a blast chopping it up. And if you're looking to get in touch with me, the best place to reach out to me personally would be on Instagram. So my handle there is just Ben Levitt underscore and Levitt is spelt L-E-A-V-I-T-T. And then over on YouTube, it's just first name, last name. And then if you're a fan of podcasts, which you are because you're listening to this one right here, my podcast is called Social Media University. And we basically build on the topics that I talk about on YouTube and I help people grow on social media with an episode every week. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate you coming on my show. And I look forward to seeing your success and work on your social media platform. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Appreciate you.